if we can if we can round up sixty dollars, <laughs> that would just multiply the quality of our podcast. It would a make lot. our podcast a lot better sounding. Who do you want to sponsor us? Uh, apparently, Squarespace is a really really easy way to make websites. You don't even need to learn code, and if you use the promo code uh, Weeklymune, <laughs> then you get ten percent off your first purchase. <laughs> no, we're, we're not actually sponsored by. No. Frank Muniz, wherever you is, I believe that my podcast will go on. So good. Oh, fuck me. This is the weekly Muniz. I'm Duncan Pete. I'm Hayden Bleachmore. And this is just a bloody show where we talk about bloody Frankie bloody Muniz every single week. Until we get him on the show for an interview. This week, uh, we watched a movie called Blast Vegas. This one. Uh, because Frankie Muniz is in Las Vegas. He's in, he's in Blast Vegas, isn't he? He's in he's in real life Vegas at the moment. Yeah, he's in there next week or something. He, he's, he's there soon. And uh, we, got, we got a tweet, an angry tweet. We oh, got, yeah, we got a medium angry tweet. Um, we normally don't talk about tweets at us, but this one's particularly angry. He's got uh, fire in his, in his belly, this guy. Eating too much fire. <laughs> Stop eating so much fire at Biscuit Dragon. <laughs> That's a good handle. Oh, and also it makes sense that you'd be eating fire if you're a dragon. Oh man, that just really makes a lot of sense. Uh, he eats fire and flamethrowers out biscuits. He's like, he's like a reverse dragon because everyone knows dragons, <laughs> dragons only love eat biscuits. biscuits. Let's get on with the episode. Let's, let's get into, the, let's get into this mailbag and dragons. Oh, this is the first time we're gonna have our actual uh, intro. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> I like it. It makes it makes me happy hearing that. Uh, this one's from Jake Simpson, aka at Biscuit Dragon. Okay. At the Weekly Munoz, as a Fast and Furious fan, please stop referring to the Jetta as the car Paul Walker drove. He drove a Supra in the film. Okay. Sorry. Fuck. I don't know which Jetta he's talking about because the only Jetta I know is the one that Paul Walker drove. <laughs> Well, maybe he thinks of it. He's thinking of a different Jetta. No, see the the Jetta. It, Paul Walker did, didn't drive it uh, in the in the movie. Chad Lindenberg did. Yeah, but it's signed by Paul Walker. Paul Walker signs the spoiler. You don't really see too many cars get signed. The interior of the Jetta has like tons of signatures all over the dashboard. Yeah, I think it'd be a shame if if he got into a, if he got into a collision and the airbags went off and they ruined all the signatures. Oh yeah, or he went to a um. He got his car valet and they detailed his car and they bloody wiped it all off. <sighs> That'd be bad. I mean, they bloody did their job. That reminds yeah. me that that um there was a like, cleaner in France that accidentally cleaned up like a piece of contemporary art. Oh, really? Because in, in the slot where there was supposed to be art, I mean, there where there was art, yeah. but the, the sculpture was like found objects and it was like cans and banana peels and stuff. Oh, and he just got rid of it all. The cleaner just said like, oh, what the fuck's this doing here? And just... Threw it all in the bin. That's fair. Like super expensive art. Well, then it's just banana peels and found objects. Well, I don't know. You know art's art. Ah, could be expensive. That art is fart. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Let's continue with this mailbag. All right, so we get an email from uh, Miss Doctor Mrs. Franka Philip. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yeah, this is a good one. So she's, um, she says, United Bank of Africa urgently need your reply. Thanks. This is a reminder message regarding your ATM MasterCard for your computational fund sum of nine and a half million dollars, approved by the Ministry of Finance. I think I think we should follow this up because I think nine and a half million dollars could probably turn our podcast around a fair bit. I think it could do some stuff for us. So all we have to we do get, we could get a third microphone for guests. Yeah, that would be good, and then we could maybe buy Frankie Muniz. Yeah, we could probably buy. We could, we could make Agent Cody Banks three. <gasps> legit we could because what you pay what Frankie what two mil two mil yeah you do it for two, maybe and then the rest two mil for the interview make a really high two production two mil for the for the Agent Cody Banks three role well we have to then put we the crowd rest of the money into the film the, the rest of the money goes to the podcast and we crowdsource everything else we crowd why don't we make the film and then live off the royalties from the film and crowdsource the podcast that's mm. a good point Anyway, yeah, so apparently the PIN and all necessary user guide will be attached on delivery, which will be delivered to you by the courier service for your reason use. 
Um, so it's, we have a fan in Togo. Yeah, so information you are required to reconfirm to the ATM office is as follow. Your name, mobile number, current home address, your occupation, country, city, and a copy of your ID for identification. I don't know how they're going to um, send us the money if we don't send them our bank details, though. No, they're just going to send us a credit should, card. Should we send them our bank details, too? No, no I think they, they just sent us a credit card. I think I we think. should send them our bank details, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. He said, best regards, Dr. Mark Willison from DHL Courier Delivery Company, Togo Republic. But tell you what's weird is Thank that... Thank you, Mr. Willison. The, um, the Aura Bank Office in Togo, they don't have a website, they just use Gmail. It's Aura Bank Office to go togoloam at gmail.com. Yeah, it's more efficient that way. I guess it's cheaper. And it's they much bank, cheaper. So they're so going to they, save. They could save roughly $9.5 million yeah, just for in, that. in online internet traffic. Yeah, they, just have to, they have to fork out for their servers and whatever. IT guys are expensive, and they're hard to, hard to come by in Togo. Yeah, I hear some of them make like nine and a half million dollars a day. Yeah, they just get given they prepaid get... mastercards. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for the mailbag, 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 bag, bag. So good. It's so fucking good. I'm so glad we have a fan that was willing to do that for yeah, us. Cheers, uh, Johnny. Do you want to just go straight into the bloody breaking Munez? Yeah, let's go into it. I, right. I want to I get this over with because I want to get to the meat of the episode. Okay, you know? good. I'm Could excited. Breaking Munez. Let's start off a little bit different. Let's start off with Instagram. There was an Astro Lasso Instagram, and Frankie is in one picture, and it's introducing the Astro Lasso crew, and it says, Frankie Muniz is the band manager slash tour manager slash lighting guy slash van driver slash roadie slash loves sheets, cinepoppers, and parts hair to the side. Cinepoppers? <laughs> lighting guy? Van driver? Frankie Muniz? Parts hair to the side? And... <laughs> Yeah, so that's a bit interesting. He does the lighting. Yeah. And just looking at some of these photos, they're pretty intense. Some uh, some real rave shit that's not going a, on. That's not a small feat. It ain't no Frankie. small feat. It's probably like, what, size 12? <laughs> uh, cheers. Let's quickly go back to Twitter. All right. And let's just really blast through it. All right. Is that your tummy? It's <laughs> a rumbly tummy. I hope the mic picked that up. I really hope so. Great snake. My tumbly's very, my tummy's very rumbly. Your tumbly's rumbling. It's because I'm very hungry. I'm very hungry. I had an HSP just before. From where? From home. <laughs> you made your own HSP? Yeah. How do you make a halal snack pack at home? Do you have a meat thing? The rotisserie? No, no, no. Just cooked, the, just cooked it in the pan. What, with the chips? Yeah, I cooked the chips. Fuck. The chips are in the oven. That's, was it good? Yeah, it was really good. What sauces did you use? I used the Holy Trinity, Hayden. All right. What, garlic hot sauce barbecue? Garlic chili sauce and barbecue. Yeah. I got the wrong garlic sauce, though. I got the Nando's garlic sauce. That's all right. What's wrong with that? No, it's fine. Too herby? That's too herby. Yeah. It's too herby. You got to get the you gotta get the OG, OG garlic sauce. Maybe with a bit of lemon, but that's like it. The lemon really brings out the garlicky flavors. Brings out the halal, brings out the halal flavor. Yeah, for sure. All right. <laughs> Frankie Muniz said... I really like peeing into urinals filled with ice, officially. I totally know what he means. I've never done it, but I can imagine it would be a good time. I feel like I've done it. I feel like I know exactly what it would be like, but like I've never Like I've defrosted done the freezer and then put the ice in the sink and then turn the sink on. It's like, oh, baby. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that a million It's like, times. I feel like a Bond villain, like, slicing the ice in half with, like, a thin little stream of water. Yeah. Like, it's a laser beam. Yeah. I'm like, tell me where the blood diamonds are. Ice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never talk. Yeah. And it just doesn't talk because it's a block of ice. <laughs> That's surprising. And then I go go back to my room and play my Legos. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm eight. Frankie Vito said, Detroit was cold. St. Louis, warm us up tonight at Astro Lasso at Pagey Price. He's long-time girlfriend. No, wife, fiance. Fiance. Yeah. When do you think they get married? I don't know. Think we could, do you think we could score an invite to the wedding? Like, if we really work hard to? Probably we could not. probably score a plus one. Maybe Brent Maybe Brent can invite us. Oh, man, yeah, because Brent and Marty would definitely be invited. If we could get Surely. Them, <laughs> like they, At least Brent. Yeah, we could be our plus ones. They're plus ones. 
we could just strategically plan a, a, a podcast collaboration on the same day as Frankie's wedding and be like, whoops, we didn't didn't know. And we just show up at their place. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I can't do both. At, it's like, I, well, I we'll can't. just have to come with you with we'll just have to come portable with, mics. Yeah. Frankie Buda says, if you live near Buffalo, NY, you have to go check out the locked up escape rooms on Union Road. It was so much fun at locked up escape room. Oh, yeah. No, I checked out lock- I checked out that tweet like when it was like two hours old. I looked at Locked Up Escape Room. Yep. 24 hours later, they had three extra followers, thanks to Frankie. Ah, uh, nice. Frankie changes lives. He does. Yeah, well, he changed our life. Well, yeah, at least two. That's what I was talking about. <coughs> Ooh. Bless you. you all, tweeted you a link all to sorts it. of noises today, aren't I you? Know, I'm just full of them. You're groaning and sneezing and foofing. I did not foof. You foofed. I've never foofed in my life. You foofed. Uh, he, he tweeted a link to his Instagram page of the Astro Lasso and then posted a video, an Astro Lasso behind the scenes in Box Canyon. Yeah, so it's... But it's not really behind the scenes, it's just them driving through the desert and just like a, a, a lot of wide panning shots of the desert. Not only are a lot of the shots not including Astro Lasso, they don't even include Civilization in, in most <laughs> yeah. of these There's one these car scenes. with the door left open in one shot, and then yeah. there's the back of the guy from Astro Lasso's head, the, the and singer. that's it. And the caption to that video was, Enjoying a day off, tour has been amazing, Denver, San Fran, LA, Santa Ana, and Vegas next week. Love this. Yeah, baby, Vegas. Speaking of Vegas, yeah, we watched Blast Vegas this week, aka, fuck, what else is it called? Like, it, something dumb. Dis- destruction Las Vegas. Yeah, or Destruction, colon, Las Vegas. Something silly. Blast yeah. Vegas is an infinitely cooler name than any name I've ever heard for anyone. So we took a lot of notes for this one. Yeah, I took and tons of notes. It's a, So, if you don't know what Blast Vegas is... <laughs> you don't know what fucking Blast Vegas is. You're Googling it. Is it 94% on Rotten 94%? It's just... I just so Four out of five? It's, so, it's, um, it's a sci-fi original film with 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's... N- Wow. And a 4 out of 5 on Amazon.com. That's amazing. But an 11% on CSFD. That's don't... expected. What's CSFD? Czechoslovakian Film Over Database. Yeah, that's what that's yeah, that's the the one resource I go to every time I want to know for films. Why is that anything? on like the main thing on Google? No. How's this being received in the Republic of Czech? Not well. Not no, well. That's what I think to myself every time I see a movie. Yeah. I did not know I had 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's blowing That's me insane. away. Is there one review or something? Surely. Let's look into this. Let's dig deep into... Wait. No, no, it's saying it's 19%. Wait. No, no, no. That must be the, the critics reviewed it 94% or something. All right. What's happening here? Okay, so... Look, Audience we just, gave we just, it 19%. We, just Googled, we Googled Las Vegas and on the little Google bio thing about it says, Las Vegas, 94% Rotten Tomatoes. But then when you click on it, it says 19%, which makes a lot more sense. Anyway, so yeah, it's a sci-fy original, and you know, sci-fy, like, S-Y-F-Y, so this channel, and they just make loads and loads of really low-budget disaster movies. Yeah, yeah, like, like mi- micro-budget the, shitty films. They're the, the brains behind Sharknado. Yep. And the like. So, pretty much, let's just get my, right. My favourite is um, Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus. That's a good one. That's not sci-fy, though. Oh, I don't what? Think. Nah, I don't think so. It was just similarly shit. Yeah, just, uh, there's that whole, like, the mockbuster sort of yeah. shit, di- intentionally shit disaster movie. Okay, well, do you want to get started? Let's. I wrote a billion years of notes. I wrote, I wrote a, um, I wrote just one page, but it's all pretty, pretty small, neat writing. Yeah, mine's very, I also did one of those cool S's that you used to do in primary school. Yeah, I didn't even cool a S. Yeah, and yours is like an infinity eight thing. Mine doesn't join up in between. Yeah, well, that's the way the cool ones go. Mm. Alright, so this film starts out, and just by the way, I just want to say, this is way better than I thought it was going to be, what? Las Vegas. Really? Yeah, I liked it. I, I had fun watching it, but I, that's, had fun, that had yeah, nothing to do with the, the quality of the film. Yeah, we did have a lot of fun watching it. We, yeah, we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, so it pretty much starts off, Yeah. these two dudes are in the desert, and they're driving, and they're like... You can just cut this scene, this means literally nothing. Yeah, so pretty much they, they stick up a Sendex truck yeah like it's got FedEx. the exact same fed uh, fedex logo except the x the ex is green and instead of fed it says send 
Uh, they I think stick I'll him be up. lingered on that. <laughs> they got <laughs> you explain that. that well, it's bit. very important because he sort of half comes up later. No, we're not sure if he. No, does. I thought he did, but I don't think he. He gets stuck up, and they steal a they steal a box from him. Yeah, they say, "Hey, you got anything going to Cairo, the Cairo Museum, or from the Cairo Museum, or something?" And he goes, "Oh, spaghetti!" And they they sort of steal this big crate. Ma- it's not actually spaghetti; it's a box. No, it's a big green box. He's not saying, "Oh, spaghetti." <laughs> no. He just gives him a bowl of spaghetti that says "From Cairo." No, that don't be silly. That would be silly. So. They're be driving, funny, though. These thieves have stolen the big green box and it's rattling around in the back of their car and they're like, what's that? And it's like, oh, it's just an old box. They creak. They've just stolen an Egyptian artifact and for some reason now they're being chased by a bloody tornado. Yeah, and then a tornado starts. But it's like a, it's like a dust storm sort of tornado, so it's like a full of... I don't yeah. Know, it's, a, it's a thick tornado. We have a theory about these tornadoes. We've got a lot of theories behind there's them. A few, there's more than a few tornadoes throughout this film and... They're and not, there are some just, unexplained mysteries. They're not just any ordinary tornadoes. This film has a now. lot of subplot. Like, it's a very deep... There's a lot of lore. There's a you very really rich lore. yourself. A very rich lore with a very fine veneer of exposition over the top of it. Yeah, you really have to dig deep to find the real meaning of this film. But we've found it, I think. We found it... Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't an easy task to find it, but it, all the pieces just really clicked together. So the main story begins with two groups of party partiers on like spring break or something. They're going to Vegas, Vegas. on the spring break. So one's like a group of a group of bros, a group of fuckboys, and they they're like all like, yeah, let's get laid of Las yeah. Vegas. So and like Frankie this... Frankie's with them, and he's like the nerd. Yeah, he's just tagging along. So it's like, like three Ugh. cool frat boys and a nerd. And then just after they get to the hotel, another limo pulls off, and then three frat girls get out of the car. And there's one nerd girl with them. Yeah, it's Bit like of symmetry there. Exact, exactly the same group except the female counterparts. Yeah, yeah. And it's worth noting that it's very obvious that the nerd girl is the love interest, but she is not. I repeat, not blonde. Oh shit! She's a redhead, or like a sort of she's, a she's red got brown hair. Right? No, it's like it's kind of like a reddy tinge. It's a subtle red. Can't believe how little I was paying attention. I don't even yeah. know like, hair color. Come on, bro. Although yeah. there is a man, uh, we don't know what his name is, but he's always well, at the very start. He was always drinking a martini, so oh, we yeah. called him Martin I. Uh, I, 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 I want to call him Martin Tini. <laughs> no, that's making sense because then it's Martin Tini. It should be Martin I. So it's Martini. All right, fine. Um, and yeah, he, he, and he he's loves blonde. martinis, <laughs> but he's blonde. He's got white hair. No, it's platinum blonde. True. And he, uh, you see, you see him. There's not even any. Co- they, don't, they don't even walk past him. You just see him for like one second. And he's sipping a martini. He goes, he, he's playing a song. I love this city. Oh no, yeah, yeah. He just says, "I love this town," or "I love this." It's I love this town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what happens is, the first scene with the actual two groups of party goers. Mm-hmm. There's like a few fucking really weird. Oh wait, we didn't say. Uh, the in the box was a sword. Oh yeah, in that box is a sword. That's pretty important. And they did a cool, they did a cool match cut. Yeah, where the bo- the sword fell out of the box, and then it arrived at the hotel. At the yeah, party it's, it's like a display in. piece at the at the casino that they walk past. Um, the two groups, like the eight people, they're all hanging out at this at the the pool slash grotto. Yeah, at the hotel, hanging at the grotto. There's some really fucking weird dialogue. Frankie, he's like walking along, he accidentally bumps into a guy, and the guy says. Huh? What are you doing, huh? And Frankie's like, I don't exist. I don't exist. <laughs> Please, I'm nothing. I don't exist. <laughs> he's like, I'm nobody. And this guy just instead of saying like, dude, what? He's like, all right then. <laughs> Damn straight, you don't yeah. exist. Yeah. Um. Then and as, they, as they're walking Frankie around, gets knocked into the pool as well. Yeah, he gets. He gets. But before that, oh. uh, with the frat guys, he and there's one friend. The other two frat guys are like dicks to him. But then yeah. he has one frat friend who's nice to him. And then he's like, the cool frat guy. He's like, hey, Frankie, don't worry, we'll get you laid. And it, is he a virgin? What? I wrote down in my notes, Frankie is a wimp and a virgin, question mark? Okay. What do you think about that? It's plausible. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> really digging deep into this. This is it, baby. <laughs> this is... We're uncovering some shit. We're going deep. This version of Frankie's a virgin. Mm. So Frankie gets wet. 
He gets it's pushed, pushed into the pool. Pushed into the pool. <laughs> pushed into the pool. He's holding two hot dogs. He's like, my hot dogs are drenched. Yeah. Um, and the two groups meet as well. The two, the three frat girls and the three frat guys. Meet. Maybe the hot dog thing is like a symbol for his abstinence. It's like, no, I got to keep my hot dog dry. But he gets pushed into it. He gets peer pressured by dudes at the pool. Pool into pressured. wetting his hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, um, he, he's, he's drowning in this pool and the nerd girl saves him. Yeah. And then they get on like that. They just, they click, they get on like a house on fire, they're just chatting. Yeah. They, they both study geology or some shit. Yeah, they're both history. Similar, similar study They're both areas. big nerd burgers and they both hate their friends. Yeah. Um... Her name's Olive, by the way. Olive, yeah. And Frankie's name in this is Nelson. Oh, yeah, it's Nelson. But let's um, just call him Frankie. I liked when they were, they, were, they were hitting it off and they were sitting down by the by the stage and there was that guy that loves martinis. Oh, yeah, and Martin. And he was, he was... Martin, Martin, Martin I. By the way, he's played by a guy called um, Barry Bolstwick or something. Yeah. And he, he played uh, Brad in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. But now he's old. And he also is in Bigger, Fatter Liar that we discovered exists. Yeah, a sequel today. to Big Fat Liar, which is... Well, well, more on we'll that, get in that to the, that the end afterwards. of it. Stay tuned for the sequel to Big Fat Liar that is coming out this year. But anyway, I love um, I love Martin's joke. <laughs> it's like really shitty joke, but I love for, oh, I yeah. love for so, some reason where he's like sitting at the piano and he says, Hey everyone. Uh, he's a performer, by the way. He, he's it? a performer and he's playing the piano. He's like... I love Vegas. Boop, 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 boop. What yeah, a wonderful, wonderful town. town. I love the women Vegas and the gambling. I love martinis. And he says, that, uh, that song was dedicated to Vegas. You can buy the CD anywhere. And 10% of all the funds go to my favorite charity. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just like fucking hilarious. I thought it was okay. I didn't. I didn't hate that joke. I was just like, I was just expecting him to say like some smooth, like shitty, shitty, like faux smooth one yeah. liner. But he's just like, I love gin. I love gin. I'm a functional alcoholic. Yeah, that's me. Um, can we just like really rush through this bit? Because <laughs> it's I, very late at night. I mean, this, this movie's, like, really shitty. The frat dudes, they fucking steal the, obviously, cursed sword, and yep. they fuck around with the cursed sword, and they stab it into the ground, For some and they reason. fucking make a fucking tornado, and a snake comes out of the fucking sword, <laughs> and like a fucking tornado now. turns like into a fucking now. giant snake, no. and starts consuming <laughs> Vegas, and there's, like, a fucking earthquake, and people die all the time, and basically Las Vegas is fucking dystopian, post-apocalypse now, with fucking vines growing on the buildings for some reason, even though it's <laughs> And it happened like an hour ago. You're and it's a some... fucking tornado made of snakes and shit. <laughs> and it's just it's just fucked. And they just need to they need to sort it out. And then they do, and that's the end of the movie. It's after the toss wait, I oh know, I wrote So the I wrote, frat boys the I wrote toss snake dough. Yeah, so the frat boys stab the thing into the ground and then they can't get it out of the ground. I just explained this. Look, and then the toss snake they dough. They go comes. inside and then um the same dust tornado a tornado that looks like a snake and it starts consuming Vegas yeah and also a regular snake comes out of the sword and slithers off slithers away much yeah. like Brett Davin <laughs> oh, oh don't say hey we're not in the beef zone alright you can't say his name here alright also I think he said Brett his name's Brent oh sorry yeah, yeah. much like Brent yeah yeah you got angry for that you, you gotta really say make sure you say Brent yeah yeah you got really pissed off that we kept calling him Brett even though we kept calling him. yeah look whatever stress. so pretty much this snake goes into a party room and there's a there's these two people there's these people dry humping on the bed and then this guy walks in and says hey time's up guys get out of here and then he gets on the bed with two other girls and they dry hump and then but they dry hump under the covers but they're like they're quite clearly like they're under a big sheet but they're just like punching the sheet from yeah, underneath it's it's like it's like when you see a fight happening in the Looney Tunes when it's like for some reason it's like a cloud <laughs> of dust but then like an arm and a foot just comes out the side and like they're that's like what that threesome looks like that's, yeah, yeah it's, it's just like whoa, like they're just like jumping around under, <laughs> yeah, under, under like a really big sheet yeah and so then anyway the snake that slithered out of the sword uh, kills all three of them yep 
and then continues to go around killing people. And then that's snake, when the tornado really just picks loves up. Loves killing. The snake tornado really picks up. The tall snake do. Uh, the tall snake do. Um, and everything's just getting fucked, right? And by the way, Olivia and Frankie are separated this time because they're going to get ready for their date they have like that night. Oh yeah, but nine p.m. at the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, uh, but but they've been separated, and Frankie's like, "I'm in love with her," even though I've only met her for like two minutes. And yeah. we have to find her, and then resolve the tall snake does. So, so he's with all their friends, and she's by herself, and he's like, "Quick." Let's go, and they're also with the Martini guy. Oh, the Martini guy is also part of their group. Yeah, because he was like, "I know this place at the back of my hand." Yeah, he says. And so he they're says, all trapped together in this room. He says, a whole we, bunch need, of... "We need to get to the hotel where Olive is." Yeah, they're in the Cactus Cave or some shit. No, Olive's in the Cactus Cave. Yeah, and then Frankie's like, "How do we get to the Cactus Cave? That's three blocks from here, and it's really windy outside. We can't go outside." And then Martin goes. Ah, uh, and there's a whole bunch of service tunnels, uh, and they connect everything to everything. I know I'm like the back of my hand. Let's go to the service tunnels. And <laughs> he's a musician. Yeah. <laughs> he knows all the service tunnels. Mm. So they go down to these tunnels. You, sh- you don't really see the tunnels, though. You briefly see the tunnels. They sort of eat- they pop out somewhere else. I don't know. It takes ages for them to actually get to the cactus thing. Like, everyone just sort of cl- keeps dying. Uh, the the unimportant frat people sort of die one at a time. Yeah. Um. Around this time, I saw a uh, I saw a there was like a plane flying around, and the plane got consumed by the tornado. And I thought for a second that the tornado slash snake would evolve into a tornado slash plane slash snake. That'd so be I, cool. I wrote I wrote down torplane snake, <laughs> which I was I was really proud of. You should not be proud but of it's, that. Anyway. Yeah. Once they, once they exit this like service tunnel, they find Olive and they they exit the service tunnel. They're missing a whole chunk because Olive left this cactus cave. Oh, true. And there was a tiger, <laughs> and she oh, yeah. this tiger was stalking because it was like a, one of the performance tigers. Yep. She was running away from this tiger uh, for ages, and then eventually she's scared that she picked up a big rock and was like, "Fuck you, tiger! I'm a big scary chick, and you gotta mumba jumba." Yeah, and you gotta fuck off because I'm gonna hit you with this rock in the face. And then Tiger's like, oh, shit. That scene's not really important. No, it is. How? Uh, character development. <laughs> <laughs> oh! We now know that she's... Yeah. She has the capacity to scare a tiger. Anyway, it's so they're, they're, they're running through these tunnels. Yep. And then also, like, there's a group of strangers that are following them. And then they're like... Wait, we're taking the wrong tunnel. You gotta go this way. And then Martin goes, no, that's the wrong tunnel. This way's the right tunnel. And then they're like, nah, fuck you, we're leaving. And all the strangers that aren't the, th- the frat group uh, walk out a door and they immediately die. This is a, this is kind of the point where we kind of got suspicious about Martin. He knows a lot about tunnels. He knows a lot about tunnels. Yeah. We made, we made a joke that he's like... A mole person. He's a mole man. <laughs> and he, he only lives in, within the tunnels. But then we thought Vegas. about it. And... As long as he's been in the uh, movie, he hasn't been outside. He's never been in direct sunlight for the entire film. And he knows everything there is to know about holes and tunnels. He's old and wise, much like a mole king. (laughs) Therefore, he's a mole king. (laughs) (laughs) He's the king of the mole men. (laughs) So with that confirmed, the film made a lot more sense. It made, it made it made way more sense actually because that's why um after after a little while they ran out of tunnels and Martin he knows his tunnels he knows like we're out of tunnels we gotta we gotta hijack it. Wait no you're going too fast you're missing out on the items. Oh they find items. So they find they find Olive they 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 meet up with her and then she was like hey I'm a big nerd I know this is a big curse and we gotta find these three items a big gold nugget yeah a big gold vase. And the deadliest animal in the world. And they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, what do we find that? And then Martin goes, Martin the Mole King goes, well, there's a tunnel that leads right from here <laughs> to the big case where there's the big gold nugget that came from Australia. Yeah. And like, cool, let's go. And then they just go into the... They the, go to the tunnel because Martin the Mole King just naturally knows. Yeah. And it also has an he has an, um, an affinity for... Gin. For gold. Oh, and gin. 
Oh, and gin too. He drinks he, a lot of gin in this film. Well, we have a theory that the mole people sap their power from juniper berries since they're not getting any sunlight. Yeah, they and, have and all their nutrients. He, he subtly he subtly consumes the the, the essence of juniper berries mm. by drinking gin nonstop to all keep, the time to keep his eyesight sharp and his uh, tunnel digging claws quick. Yeah, he's got retractable claws. You don't see them. You in don't the see storm, them. But he's you got them. So they they tunnel into this room. They find the gold nugget, and then there's a bit that doesn't really make any sense. Because one of the dumbass frat guys like breaks the glass to get this big gold nugget out, but he swings too hard and shatters the gold nugget. Yeah, which is ridiculous because it's like the, nu- the nugget's gold like works. the size of a watermelon. Yeah, but the thing is, gold's a really soft metal; it doesn't shatter; it just kind of dents. Yeah. But even so, I'm like, oh, the gold's fake. They got to find the new one. But then they're like, oh no, just pick up this bits of gold; that'll do. Yeah. So literally nothing changes. They just do the exact same thing they would have done, except but the gold is just not in a in, single piece. Yeah. Oh, do you reckon that's because they? couldn't be fucked making an exact replica of it what do you mean well they would because it was a real nugget i'm pretty sure it was modeled on a real nugget oh so they so they didn't want to make an actual prop replica yeah, for the film so, they, so all they did was just gold. buy buy a sheet of canvas and wrap it in twine yeah and they carry that around maybe because also in that that's scene, probably yeah that's probably it i'm pretty sure it's a real gold nugget and then in the scene uh, where the, they go to the bar, it's like a secret bar where the gold nugget is, the room's completely clean, and they go and they go, this room's untouched. But maybe because the gold nugget was in there, they couldn't ruin it with props. You know? With prop- True. It's an actual museum. No, but just, I don't know. Maybe. The room they used was the actual room in a mu- real museum. And in the casino, maybe. I don't know. Something you know. like that. Anyway, so they tunnel around Who some more. Who gives a and shit? And they, they tunnel through a bowling alley. And the bowling alley, the on this the on the benches of this bowling alley made me so alley. fucking angry. This bowling alley. So the benches in this bowling alley were covered in rubble and dust. Yeah, but the floor was completely clean, and the pins were all standing. <laughs> <laughs> Ten pins neatly stacked in every lane. And there'd been earthquakes and tornadoes and buildings exploding. Not only a tornado, a tornado. A tornado. Around here was when I when I really got into the mole man theory. Because oh. he, he wouldn't, this guy, he wouldn't stop talking about tunnels all the time. Yeah. He just loves tunnels. He fucking loves tunnels. They, they arrive, they arrive at this like stock room underneath like a, underneath like a, yeah. a museum or something like they that. They tunnel there. They, they, they fucking <laughs> tunnel there through a service tunnel. And then, so they at, fi- the, at they this point. finds the vase that they mentioned before. But at this well. point, there's only the Mole King, Frankie Muniz, Olive, and one frat boy. Everyone yeah. else is slowly, slowly died one by one by getting hit with glass or like... Yeah, but like who gives a dying, shit? Getting eaten by the snake nato. Yeah. So, uh, they they walk in and go, what's that smell? And he goes, trash compactor. Uh, he, <laughs> he just immediately knows on a dime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then he pulls out like a key card and has, just has the keys to the fucking like stock room where they have all the precious... Um, like memorabilia and items yeah because it's like he goes through there all the time anyway because yeah. he's he a mole just, person he's like might as well just, he just, just scrounge in. myself a key card yeah he, he tunneled into a, a security guard's pocket <laughs> he tunneled yeah. with, his, with his tunneling claws so they, they find this vase um and it's also oh, at this point a little bit just before this point this yeah. isn't very important at all but it was one of my favourite bits yeah uh, so there was like people were just getting blown away by the tornado yeah and this one guy is sort of horizontal and spinning through the air, and the noise he makes is just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eerily similar to the noise. Just from stay alive. Stay noise. alive. The noise that the ghost made one time, which just went. <laughs> and ran across the room. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just wanted to mention that before we got too far. No, that's on. right. You should mention that. It's a good one. So uh, they find the vase, yeah. and then the frat guy goes nuts, and he's like. This sucks. Everything sucks. I'm gonna throw this vase in the trash compactor, and everyone's like, "Why? It doesn't make any sense." <laughs> oh yeah. And he, he has listed vase above his head, and the snake from earlier comes in. Not the tornado snake, just a regular snake, and just like kills him, and then he falls into the trash compactor. Oh, he gets compacted like trash. Yeah. He drops the vase safely by yeah. the, by the trash compactor. No one picks it up, but they ha- they have it anyway. And then um, the mole king uh, captures the snake with a briefcase that's lying around. Yeah. Because uh, also, I think part of the theory is that the mole people are also part mongoose, and that's why they're so effective at killing snakes and catching them. I think I think maybe not the mongoose thing, but I think that 
the mole people in general just yeah, have right. an That's affinity. That's ridiculous. Yeah, the, the I'm, <laughs> Hey, just let me finish. I just think that the mole people generally have an affinity with nature. Yeah, okay. Since sure. they're like one with they're one with the earth, you know. Yeah, yeah. Also, also, we'll go into it in, in, in a little bit, but I, the mole people are kind of on the same side as as the snakes. Sort of. In a in a in a sense, mm. and also you'll um, find out why. And also, there's a bit uh, where there's a uh, Elvis impersonator, and the Elvis impersonator was like, "Hey, have you guys seen Elvis?" And they're like, "Um, that's you." And he's like, "No, no, no, like." Late era Elvis with that gold sunglasses and like oh I think he went that way and he, and he died and then later uh, Martin the Mole King was like oh man Elvis died oh such a shame and I think that we we sort of figured out that because because of that that everyone that works at the casino was a mole person wait what remember you said Elvis was a mole person. Nah, I th- I thought I thought the mole people rallied under the the symbol of Elvis because they so, worshipped him. They didn't worship him, but they they used him as like a symbol of honor through through their battles because there's so many Elvis costumes lying around Las Vegas. They might as well just use it. Okay, sure. And <laughs> I, I thought I thought the the mole king he must be like so old because like when when the, they said like Elvis died, he's like what again? That made me think. What if the mole king actually knew the real Elvis? Was Elvis a mole person? The real no, Elvis? he was a mole ambassador. He was a surface. He's a surfy. Yeah, we, we, call, the we call the surface dwellers surfies. Yeah. That's what the mole people call them, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, I remember this one thing. Okay. She she said, oh, wait. Like, as they're on their way to deliver the three things, like the gold nugget and the vase and the briefcase with the snake inside. Yeah. She says, oh, by the way, I forgot about this one vital thing that has to do with the curse, is that... We're going to be encountered by a dark messenger who's going to try and stop us or something. Yeah. Did that, that happen? No. See, I think it was because there was a scene uh, where they're just... Because the whole, pretty much the whole movie is them going from building to building through tunnels and just finding people that are dying and then they slowly all die. That's the film. That's about 80% of the film. Yeah. And, they just, and then at one point they found a guy who had been stabbed in the heart and Frankie goes up to him and goes, Dude, are you okay? And then Martin, the Mole King, goes up to him and goes, I've seen this in the war. Probably the Great Mole vs. Man War. Yeah. That guy's a goner. Mm. But the thing is, and then the guy goes, Snakes! Snakes! And this is kind of before it was just, everyone just sort of thought it was a tornado. But also yeah. that guy was a black guy. <laughs> I didn't say it! <laughs> but You made the connection that the, the Dark Messenger is a black guy. But that's the only... Thing, no one else warned them about snakes except that guy. No one else was any kind of messenger except I, that guy. I suppose. And also, so. they put a lot of time into that scene. Yeah, maybe. So I think. I, I, was I, the I feel like messenger. I feel like the mole king was like pretty pretty keen to get away from that guy that was just dying with a rebar sticking out of his heart. Yeah, but also like I feel like maybe the mole king could smell the the evil curse on the messenger. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he has an affinity for that sort of thing. Well, they have very good noses. They do have very but good noses. But do you think noses. that was the Dark Messenger? Because, like, it could not be anyone else, and they made a point to talk about the Dark Messenger, and they made a point to talk about that guy. Yeah, may- maybe? They didn't put any other effort into any other characters that weren't the main ones. Like, they didn't talk to anyone else that was dying. They killed, like, ten characters at once because they didn't want to have to deal with them, I think. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I don't want to say absolutely yes, but, yeah, I suppose that's... I mean, it wouldn't surprise me with the shit that this film pulls yeah. yeah um yeah so after that the dark messenger they um they go they go to the place the garden at the original hotel where the sword was in the ground mm-hmm. and they put all the items around this uh sword and they put, yeah and the, they all morph into the sword and the snake calls around the sword and then becomes the sword and then Frankie pulls the bloody sword out of the ground. Because he's the one true... Because only one true hero can pull out the sword yeah, out of the ground. Even though I thought Olive was the one true hero. Yeah, we thought that she managed the girl... To, she managed to charm the tiger away, but... The Obviously, theory... she, she did everything kind of hero- heroic in the whole film. She chased the tiger away. She figured out the curse. She was on her own for a lot of the film. It was a, a badass. And then just Frankie Muniz did shit all. She, she takes a lot of initiative to solve the problem... And Frankie takes a lot of initiative to try and save Olive, which is like the last thing she needs because she's like way cooler than him. 
Yeah, I think Olive should have been the one true hero. That's my gripe. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, oh, so, so as, as they as they're doing that, there's more earthquakes and more tornadoes, and at this point, so it's just just Martin, Frankie, and Olive, mm-hmm. and then Martin the Mole King gets speared with a giant chunk of like concrete or something, yeah. like a part of a pillar, yeah, and he dies. And we we made we made the observation that, that I mean, he, this is what he said. He said, "I spent my whole life." Tunneling through this city. <laughs> now a piece of this city is tunneling through me. And, and then he, he dies. Then he's like, with his last breath, he goes, takes a sip of a martini. And he takes a little sip of his martini and goes, Ugh. I love this town. <laughs> Long live the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't actually say that word for word. But that's what <laughs> he, he that was the much, subtext. He pretty much paraphrases the whole mole war. Yeah, he, he yeah. And then and then Frankie looks at him. He says, "Well, you know what they say about <laughs> casino performers? <laughs> you've seen them once, you've seen them all." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That was a direct quote from the film, by the way. No, it was, that was subtext. That was what we got from. That was way. subtext. Um, um, yeah, so as they're, as they're on their way back to, like, this van that Yeah, had so they get into a van, and then all of a sudden, from nowhere... This is, like, like, this is ten minutes before the film ends. This is seven minutes before the film ends. Yeah, a bellboy, like, a creepy-looking fucking bellboy comes out. He's got, like, a, one of those luggage racks, like, full of suitcases, and he's got them on wheels, and he's pushing them through. Yeah. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm creepy, um, blah, 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 and something, something, something. Yeah. And everyone's like, sorry, we gotta go and save the world. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. And he pulls out a Glock. <laughs> and he's just like, get in the van. And he's like, what? He's like, get in the van. I'm like, okay. And then he puts him in the van, and then he's like, get out of the van. Oh, yeah, it's like he doesn't, he's like, he doesn't want the van, he doesn't want money. He wants to kidnap Olive. Yeah, he wants to kidnap and possibly do nefarious things to Olive. This is, this is like a really weird scene, because before they know for certain that he's creepy, he's like asking them about this tall snake doe. Yeah. And he's like... Um, you know what's happening with the tornado snake? And she's like, it's pretty hard to explain. I mean, I could explain it for you. But it's if literally you want. magic and you wouldn't believe me. She, and he's she's, like, she's, she's being like really diplomatic about it and like mm. taking a sweet fucking time. And then there's literally B roll, like cutaway of the city being fucking consumed by dust and, dust and snakes. There's like thousands of people dying a second. And she's yeah. like, all right, let me just take up a, a full minute to explain this to you because we have tons of time. It's not let like me people explain how I can't second. explain it to you, but let me tell you just to do it. And then he's like, what do you think? I'm dumb because I'm a creepy, weird bellboy. And yeah, and like, also no, I literally am about? crazy. Anyway, so he pulls out this gun, kidnaps her, and then she escapes. And then Frankie Muniz is like, don't do anything to her. And he's like, give me that sword, boy. And he's like, all right, fine. And he gets the sword and then Olive runs away. And then he, then Frankie gets the sword and cuts his head off. And he goes for like five minutes, but this... It just really didn't need to be there, that scene, because it didn't do anything, and it just took her five minutes. The whole thing was resolved within the one scene. What? Well. Okay, you got a little theory? You know what it did do? What did it do? He wasn't just a normal guy. He was a mole person extremist. (laughs) The mole people are in cahoots with the snake people. Okay. The snake curse to try and curse the world back into the Stone Age when there was dust and debris flying around in the sky all because the time. Because blocking... love dust, dust and debris. They hate sunshine. The dust blocks out the sun. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what he likes. Okay, that makes sense then. These aren't just tornadoes. These are tornadoes that spin back time to prehistoric times. And that is foreshadowed because... Uh, in sort of B-roll and cutaways of the film, a lot of the, like, ruined cars have rust all over them, mm-hmm. and a lot of, some of the buildings had vines growing up them, but it only been, had been destroyed, like, half an hour before that, and so, time. we're pretty sure they're time-nados. Time-nados. Yeah. They're dust-snake-time-nados. That was just a suspicion of ours. But after they kill the bad guy, the mole man extremist, mm-hmm. and they go to the center, the eye of the storm, the the Eiffel Tower in Las Vegas. At nine, they meet there at nine. They meet there at nine. Go into the eye of the storm, and what happens to Frankie's watch? It stops. It stops ticking. 
It's a time NATO. Dust snake time NATO. It's a time NATO. So they climb up the Eiffel Tower. Oh yeah. And then and then they just stab the, the they stab this guy. They stab the sky and they say ciao. So and he, he puts the sword sword to the sky and lightning shoots out of it and he yells for peace between mole and man. <laughs> Um, and then lightning strikes. That was subtext anyway. He just, here's what he meant. Yeah, he said something different. We I were was reading re- between the lines there. Yeah, yeah. And then they they kiss at the top of Eiffel Tower because that's when their date was going to be. And then Frankie Muniz goes, I love this town. And then it zooms out and like there's a, the, the storm's settled. The storm's gone. Vegas is like a desolate wasteland. It's just full of dirt and debris and everything. Every building's gone. And then the tiger's in there somewhere. And then King's Foil starts playing. King's and it, Foil? And it goes to credits. <laughs> King's Foil starts to play. Yeah, it was, the song was... Um, hope is on the Prowl. Hope is still on the Prowl, I think. No, it's called Hope is on the Prowl. I'm pretty sure it's Hope That's is it. still on the Prowl. That's no, Hope is on the Prowl. Hayden. It's Hope is still on the Prowl. Yeah, it's hope what? Is, hope is still on the Prowl. I thought it was Hope is on the Prowl. No, it's Hope is still on the Prowl. Oh, well, that's my last note, is Hope is on the Prowl. Yeah, I just wrote King's Foil, but it looks like I wrote King's Spoiled, because I did it very quickly. I wrote my I and my S really close together really quickly, and it looks like I just drew a rectangle. Let me have a look. Look at that. Is. That's is? It's a rectangle. What's the top bit? The top bit. That's the I. That's like uh, when I dotted the I. Oh. And I, I, I like immediately like went on to do the S. So the top But like I, I was so fast that I didn't lift the pen off the paper. So it was like a cursive sort of style. So there's a, a dash between the, uh, the tip of the I <laughs> and the tip of the S. And the S isn't very, very curvy. It's more or less it's a straight like a line. It's more like a backwards L. <laughs> and the flick, back, the flick back to the left at the base of the S links back to the base of the I. So pretty much it's... So I just draw a rectangle. Yeah, by accident. Instead of writing is. Yeah, I'll upload a picture of this. No, don't do it. No one cares. People care. If you can imagine a rectangle, that's it. Bust my balls, Hayden. Yeah. Every time. I'll bust them. This episode is a long one. It is a long one. Oh, let's quickly get into um, Bigger Fatter Liar. Oh, Bigger Fatter Liar. So this is what we came across. Holy shit. So, it, so the way we found this was that we were looking at Barry Bostwick, who plays the Mole King. Yeah. And we're looking at his IMDb because I thought he looked familiar. And it said at the very top of his credits, because it's the most recent thing he's done, Bigger, Fatter, Liar. Boom. And we're like, what the heck is this? But in brackets, 2017. Hasn't been released yet. No, I think 25th of April? Twenty? Is that what that means? I don't know. So the, pretty much the summary is this. So it's not a sequel to Big Fat Liar. It's just literally the same plot, and they've changed very minor details. It's a it's a remake. It's like a re remake. Yeah. And so his name is Kevin Shepard. Instead, instead, instead of Jason Shepard. Yep. And instead of being a good writer, he's a tech-savvy young kid who writes a video game yep. called Big Fat Liar. Fuck me. And then a uh, man called... Alan Wolf, instead of Marty instead Wolf. Instead of Marty Wolf, gets his hands on it and steals it. In the exact same method yeah, he did in the in, original. In a limo. Hits him, hits him with the bike and then gives him a ride to school in the limo with the accent and yeah. leaves his school report in the fucking folds of the chair in the limo. Yep. And then Marty Wolf steals it. And then, uh, then so they then, hijack then his phone. Mis- but Mr. Of- Wolf, Mr. Wolf steals the idea for the game. Yep. And, and then uh, yeah. uh, the guy, that uh, Kevin Shepard, uh, goes to... Instead of uh, L.A., it's... They go to, like, San Francisco or something. Yeah, they go, and then they, instead of stealing Marty Wolf's phone, they uh, hijack Alan Wolf's phone, and they get his phone on they their phone. They put, like, a keylogger onto it, because it's the, it's a tech-savvy future version. Yeah. And there's the same scene with the car, where they change his car stuff. Yeah. And so when he go, tries to go forward, he goes backwards, and when he beeps <laughs> his horn, the window washers go on. The and all exact same shit with the hair dye and the skin dye, except yeah. instead of except he's like a mime instead of like a smurf. Yeah, instead instead of painting him blue, they paint him white. Yeah, and somehow give him like really elaborate shading makeup and lipstick and stuff all over his body. Yeah. Um, and instead of... Well, that's kind of it. That's what it is. Yeah, the, uh, like, we listed, like, six things that are different, and then it's basically the exact same film. Oh, it's literally, like, that. it's ex- the exact same film, the exact same plot, except the characters' names are only half different. They even have the same last they names. They have the same last names. Is it a sequel? Like, are these well, the, uh, the, original are these the title... ancestors of the, the fucking... 
I don't think so. Oh my god. Because the original name for this was Big Fat Liar 2, but then they must have realized that it's not a sequel, it's just the same film. Bigger, fatter, but it's not even a bigger or a fatter lie. It's the exact same lie. Yeah, it's even smaller. It's been done before. It's a slightly smaller lie now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We're gonna have to watch this fucking film, though. Yeah, we're gonna watch this. We're next gonna week. have to watch it. If we're, when I'll, we'll find uh, out when it's out, we're gonna get the deets. The trailer's up. We'll probably post the trailer. But it's it's gonna be hard to get a copy of this film if it's if it's fairly recent. So can we can we like put out can we put out a bounty for a, any any sort of copy of Bigger Fat Liar? And uh, even if it's a link to a, an online website, if you can send us a link to where we can legally it, we can legally watch it. That has to be something. We just send us a way to be able to watch this film. Yeah. Send us a digital copy. You'd be on the gold list. If you can, sure. Then you'll definitely be able. To, it's a it's a, it's a one way ticket to the gold list. Only the, only the first one there. No matter who you are. Even if you're on there four times already. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Look. Let's maybe angry that bigger fatter liar exists. Let's just calm down. Let's calm down. With yeah. A, with the nice calming game of. Franks. I played the wrong the <laughs> And we're not playing. No, I was hearing it. I was like, we're not playing a, this. this. We're playing this. Frankie, fact or fiction? Okay. What's the thing? So, as you know, Sci-Fi, the channel S Y F Y, yep, have been making a lot of films. Yes. A lot of them are disaster films, and a lot of them, I think, most of them are monster films. Shitty mockbusters, yeah. Now, I'm going to list to you some shitty films that they've made. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do... Two of them are true and two of them are false, but they're grouped together, you know? So, yeah, okay. it's like these two and then these two and one of those sets are true. You okay, know what I mean? Sure, that makes yeah. sense? All right. Okay. Piranaconda. Yeah. And Dino Shark. Okay. Are they two real ones? Or are the two real ones Crocosaurus Rex and Blastopus? Blasterpus? <laughs> How's Blasterpus spelt? Like Blaster. B-L-A-S-T-A-P-U-S. Okay, I was thinking Blaster like like a gun. Like a blaster puss. And it's like I guns that's... on the tentacles or something. I don't know. I can't give you any hints. Which one of them is true? What was the first one you said? Piranaconda and Dino Shark. Piranaconda? Dino Shark? Are they two real movies, or are they two fake movies? I'm going to say Piranaconda and Dino Shark. They're the real ones. They're the real ones? I'm just going to fucking do it. You think that Piranaconda and Dino Shark are real, and Crocosaurus Rex and Blastopus are fake? Yep. Correct. Ah, oh, thank God. You bloody ace the dunk. Oh, my God. There's also a film for real called Frankenfish. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. There's also one called Hammerhead. That's pretty It's annoying. about a hammerhead man, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay, I wasn't interested at first, but wowee! A hammerhead man. I That's... think it's about a hammerhead man. No, don't Google it. I don't have time for this. I just want to go home. Yeah, here it is. Oh, it's like the fly. It's like half hammerhead shark, half human. Yeah. Half man, half shark, total terror. I was really proud of Blastopus. It's an octopus with guns for... On the end of his tentacles. You'd probably sell it to sci-fi. Yeah. For a whole $14. <laughs> we should write one of these and sell it to sci-fi. Just for like real cheap as well. Just for the... Just to get it written. Just just for free. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. And contractually it has to star Frankie Muniz. Let's, let's do one like a prequel Origin of the Mole People or something. Yeah, okay. We'll do... Alright, yeah, 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 let's do that. Let's, uh, we'll write a prequel to Last Blast Vegas. Yeah, starring, starring Frankie Muniz. Yeah, and it'll be about the mole... The Battle of the Mole People. Yeah, alright. Okay, done. Can we cap this off now? Let's cap it. Send us an email. Send us an email, like us on Facebook. You, you know and Twitter. And, and there's a subreddit as well. Get on it. Alright, see you everyone. Stay Frankie. Stay Frankie.